Do they even know you are a disciple of Jesus? Does Jesus know? In this episode, we will be exploring a somewhat troubling aspect of discipleship. We will take a look at times when Jesus lost followers, even before social media was a thing. For today's episode, we have to take a moment to talk about what it means for a disciple to be anonymous, serving the Lord in secret. I'm Stephen, and this is the Light Disciple Podcast. Stop by and send us a question or comment. We would be delighted to hear from you at lightburden.com backslash contact. If you have a discipleship question or challenge, we can receive them right there. You may see a response in a future discussion on one of our shows. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Let's learn together. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. A disciple of Jesus does the will of God, His Father. I can know the will of God for my life, but I must also allow Him to transform me by the renewing of my mind. I have to be a disciple of Jesus and not a disciple of the pattern of the world. In Mark chapter 8, verse 38, Jesus said, If anyone is ashamed of me in my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. A disciple of Jesus is not ashamed of him or his word. I must not deny Jesus or his word before men but proclaim his truth to all nations, even if I am ridiculed or humiliated in the process. According to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21, God chose to use the foolishness of preaching instead of the wisdom of man to save the world. No matter what it looks like, keep calm and preach on. John 6, verse 60-66 says, On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe, and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. A disciple of Jesus believes in him and does not betray him. Jesus' disciples are sent to him by the Father, and they are disciples forever. Jesus said, And this is the will of him who sent me, 
that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. John chapter 6 verse 39. Matthew chapter 19 verse 16 through 22 says, Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in the kingdom of heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. A disciple of Jesus is not perfect, and they are disciples by God's grace through faith alone. Anyone who is trying to save themselves from sin and trying to get eternal life in heaven without Jesus may be honorable, noble, and good according to human terms. They may be kind, altruistic, and religious as far as morality and ethics are concerned. But without Jesus, we all fall short of salvation and eternal life with Christ in heaven. I must confess, I enjoy technology and ingenuity, and I have since I was very young. I am a fan of the work of companies such as SpaceX and Tesla in solving difficult problems through advanced engineering, rockets and cars to be exact. I'm not particularly interested in the goal of SpaceX, which ultimately is to make humans a multi-planetary species. True, this earth is going to be destroyed. But according to the book of Revelation, Jesus himself is going to restore the earth in the restoration of all things. Not to go on a tangent, but humanity has already been saved through Jesus for all who are interested, and his salvation is once for all time. Let's say for a second, we make it to Mars on a SpaceX starship. Without Jesus, we would be just as fallen on Mars as we are here on Earth. I'm not sure Mars would appreciate us moving in with all our hatred, corruption, and baggage. Maybe let's just try to get things right here on Earth with our Savior instead of moving to another planet to hope for the best without Jesus, our only hope. That being said, I have no judgment for you if you are hoping to be on the candlestick that is headed to the red planet. Godspeed. Another thing. I'm not particularly interested in switching to electric vehicles because we need to save the planet from the dangers of fossil fuels. We can each eat what we want to eat, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 through 32, so long as I can do so without causing another person to stumble, myself included. I have no judgment to you if you drive a Tesla. I enjoy the tech and the story behind the company, but will probably never have a Tesla myself. They are not suitable or practical for my family, and I can't imagine that changing anytime soon. Instead, as a man who loves nature and being outdoors, I believe we are called to be better stewards of this beautiful planet because God has given it to us on loan. We can honor Him by doing what He asked us to do in Genesis chapter 1, when He gave mankind dominion over all creation. This is a more pressing matter to me than trying to save humanity and the planet. 
Second Timothy chapter two, verse one through three tells me as a disciple of Jesus, I should be praying for the leaders of SpaceX and Tesla. And I think it's crucially important to pray for their leader, Elon Musk. We don't really have kings like we read about back in biblical times. So who are our kings and people in authority today that the Bible is calling us to be praying for? I suspect these are the guys and gals like our pastors, teachers, governors, presidents, members of Congress, prime ministers, and oh yeah, people in positions of authority like Elon Musk. Whether you believe he will help foster more freedom of speech in America and around the world because he is in the process of purchasing Twitter is of no consequence to his eternal residence or the question concerning his salvation. Whether you think he is a great leader with a solid work ethic who has done some really cool things in science and technology is of no significance when you are considering it will all be lost, given away, or stolen by someone who didn't even lift a finger to help him get them once he dies, according to Ecclesiastes. All our achievements and accumulations will wisp away like a vapor, meaningless, like grasping for wind. As a light disciple, I believe we are to remove all of his earthly possessions, notoriety, and earthly success and failures, and look at the state of our neighbor's soul. We pray for his or her salvation in Jesus Christ above all else. Otherwise, people like Elon Musk, our brother in Christ-to-be, are no different than the rich young ruler who had to walk away from Jesus because he could not accept the idea that he needed a savior. He worked too hard for his wealth. In truth, I don't think Jesus was actually telling him to sell all his possessions, but to get rid of them from his heart so there would be room for his spirit in there. Think about it. Did Jesus want him to head down to town and look for bidders on his estate? Do a yard sale, and then come back and see me. I'll be around. I'll save a spot for you on the team. No. This seems more like an Abraham sacrificing Isaac moment. Jesus will provide himself a ram. Personally, I don't want to just admire guys like Elon, then head off to heaven without them when I die. With earthly nostalgia. That seems a bit cruel and self-serving. As Jesus' disciples, we cannot afford to serve him anonymously with the hopes that God's will might get done. There are too many beautiful people in the world whose lives are on the line. The idea of Jesus losing followers should grab a hold of our hearts and push us, his light disciples, to a place of strong, courageous, sacrificial service. What do we have to lose but those we love, those we admire, those who are our leaders, and those who are desperately in need of the salvation of Jesus? even if they don't know it. This is the privilege of being his taught ones. As we conclude this episode, remember these four things. I can know and do the will of my heavenly Father. I don't need to be ashamed of Jesus or his word. I can believe Jesus, and my faith in him is far more precious to the Father than my perfection. Please consider subscribing to this podcast And we would appreciate if you could send this episode to a friend while you're at it. Until next time, I'm Stephen, and this is the Light Disciple Podcast.